0: Presents the Pick Six Podcast featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Locanfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick Six Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Pick Six Podcast. Two men we in today. Pete Frisco, Will Brinson, Nick Costas is off getting his hair done. Having a Rogan implant. Just kidding. Are you hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com. You can post job to a hundred plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all at the single click. Shout out to ZipRecruiter for sponsoring this podcast today. Try it for free at zipRecruiter.com slash passer. That's zipRecruiter.com slash passer. Nick is actually uh, producing this thing a video thing that we're going to be joining him on later or maybe pete he's he's get, trying to get locked in on his picks for week one on the uh, pick six podcast league so we're going to have a league that everyone can join if you want to pick against me and pete and nick go to cbssports.com slash pick six and it should automatically redirect you to the league it's free to join Public can join. You can test out our awesome office man, office pool manager. I use it on my own for a separate league that I run with like sixty or seventy of my closest friends. Um, you can do your prizes, manage your finances on there. Do whatever you want. Picks against a spread, picks straight up. It's the only way to manage your picks throughout the week. So make sure you check that and make sure you subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Leave a review if you really feel kind. We get you know we'll uh, we'll hook you up with something if you leave a review. Maybe a a phone call from Pete in the middle of the night to let you know how great you are. What do you think about that, Pete? I like that. By the way, are we picking every game on that Pick Six podcast? Yeah, League? that's that's yeah. You're just going to use your same picks, I would guess, that you use on the on the site. You
0: know okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah. I mean, just you don't we know. have our picks for Week One in on Thursday,
1: you can put them in whenever you want.
0: Did you see that?
1: Yes, I've already, I got my picks in last night. On, I got my picks in last night on Wednesday, on Tuesday. I got to tell you, Pete, I see some lines I like early on.
0: Well, we'll have to get into that next week. But I, I see some lines that uh, I like early on, so well, we're gonna have we'll just,
1: we'll just give, you, me, to give us a little spoiler on what you a little teaser on what you like uh, for the show from week one.
0: The I like the Rams.
1: I do too.
0: <laughs> oh, that means it's a loser. Yeah, maybe. I like I like the Jaguars plus the five and a half. That's going to be the the big the biggest overblown preseason story ever. Is that Tom Savage is good and the Jaguars are terrible? That's the biggest overblown. I mean, the
1: Jaguars might be terrible, but, but five Tom point. Savage is not good.
0: Right, five points with what's going on in Houston and it might be in Jacksonville.
1: Mm. Are they just get? What do they just flip those games? I guess you play.
0: Problem with that is if they flip the games, Jacksonville finishes the season with three consecutive road games. Uh. But like I said, ain't gonna matter anyway. They'll be done and out of it by then. So what's the big deal, right? Well, you like
1: the Jaguars under now, right? Oh yeah. Under six and a half. Yeah, oh, yeah. Really? You think they? How many? How many do you think they win?
0: Five, six, maybe.
1: Who gets fired if they win five?
0: Nobody. That's the problem. Wait, what? Bortles. Caldwell, maybe.
1: Caldwell, maybe. Doug Marrone keeps his job at Bortles stinks and they win five. I-
0: What if they go one and seven out of the gate, one and eight out of the gate? How long before Tom takes over?
1: I think he's going to go full Barry Alvarez and like storm down and start calling plays from the sidelines. I like that idea. I think it's great.
0: He's already on the field all day in practice with his, and he wears a black jacket like he used to wear when he coached to the game. So he thinks he's the coach, anyways. I love. I'm sure he does, but he can't keep himself out of it. He just can't.
1: I mean, do you think there's a chance that he would fire? Doug Marone and take overhead coaching responsibilities during the job during the season. He, would he? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Will the owner allow him to do it? I don't know.
1: I mean, if he goes, this, I mean, did not he have full control? He goes to Shad. He's like, listen, man, we're one of the seven. We stink. But
0: remember, he wanted to coach in the first place, and Shad told him no. Why did he tell him no? Because he, he didn't want him to coach. He maybe he thought he was too old. Maybe too he can't, old. Hey, the, um, by the way, let's get into the big news of the day. Is Joe Hayden
1: sure? Joe really? Hayden released by the Browns, had three years left and 30 some million bucks. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Um, you might be hearing it on Thursday. It sounds like, first of all, a couple of things of this. Hayden was really good a couple of years ago, trailed off last year. Um, In,
0: injuries hurt him too. I mean, hurt, he had sure. a cut, back concussion, groin injury. He's been bothered by injuries.
1: This is a surprise. I mean, it's a fairly surprising cut. You hear that J- Jason Lacafora reported on Tuesday that they were trying to trade. Joe Hayden. So when you hear that, maybe you think they'll cut him if they can't work something out. This is a pretty big, big name free agent to be available as of 4 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, Drew Rosenhaus, his his agent, told Adam Schefter that they would have they would be signed with somebody by this time tomorrow. So you expect he has a deal in place Thursday morning. There are plenty of people who need cornerbacks and. Because of the offset language in this deal, the Browns are going to pay him four million bucks this year no matter what. He can go and sign somewhere for pretty cheap and play for a contender. Who do you see as possible landing spots for Joe Hayden?
0: Well, I think Dallas has to take an exploratory look at him. They got cap problems though, so that could be an issue. I think Miami, if they get rid of Maxwell, yeah. which is a possibility could also be in that mix. And then Arizona needs a corner. Mm. Arizona's defense is is, is is great at every spot. I mean, really Except good at every
1: second corner spot.
0: Right. So why not, if you're Steve Kime and the Arizona Cardinals, go explore that? Because Hayden is more of a good number two rather than a clear number one now. So if you can get him with Patrick Peterson, then all of a sudden you got two really good corners over there. So if I'm Arizona, I definitely dive in. And then you hear Tennessee, but Tennessee drafted a Dory Jackson in the first round. I think eventually he's going to end up being the starter.
1: Yeah, but but if you had a Dory and Logan Ryan and Joe Hayden, that gives you a lot more flexibility about who plays the nickel and who plays the – you know, like if a Dory struggles out of the gate, he gives you a little bit of room. That's not a bad spot. Like Tampa needs a third corner, but they don't – can they go get Joe Hayden when they
0: have Brent Grimes who played great football last year and Hargraves and then move Hargraves inside the nickel uh, in, on third down? I mean, that's a luxury. I don't know if they can afford to do that.
1: What about um, the Panthers? team that needs secondary help.
0: Yeah, but they don't – I mean, Marty is different than Gettleman, but they don't usually put a premium on that position. You know what I mean? They just don't. They think they can win with their pass rush and what they have behind them. Plus, you know, number 24 on their team now is going to end up being better than the other number 24. I know people say that I'm crazy when I say that, but I I believe that. I I really do.
1: Uh, What about – Bradbury ends up being better than Norman? It's possible.
0: Yeah. He's going to be better.
1: I like that. I like that. What about the uh, Eagles?
0: Possibly. I mean, but they went and got Darby already. So I mean, that you would think that they they think that they've solved their corner issues with Darby.
1: All right, Colts. They got Vonta Davis hurt. They are the Colts are in a bad spot, dude.
0: It really matter?
1: No, no.
0: If Luck's not playing, they're done anyway. So it doesn't matter for them. They can't. You got to remember what do you what's this guy asking for
1: too? Well, I don't think it's that much. I mean, the, the, based on I think I saw Ian Rappaport, your boy of uh, NFL Network, tweet that he's like Joe Hayden. So, and you assume this comes sort of you know via the via the, the player or the agent is that he has the opportunity to sign with a contender and not worry about money as much. And so I mean, that's for a guy who's played for the Browns for the last few years. That's a pretty intriguing option.
0: Yeah, and he, uh you know, the, remember the Cardinals brought in a bunch of guys. Corners looked at him and then. Saw, Sign any of them early in preseason, so I think I think Arizona makes a lot of sense to to me.
1: Right. So top five: Cowboys, Dolphins, Cardinals, Eagles, Colts.
0: Titans going to be in there too if they they'll explore it.
1: Take the take the Colts out and put the Titans in, maybe. Yeah,
0: I would think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and if you're Joe Hayden, do you want to sign with the Colts? I mean, you don't know. Like the Colts don't look the Colts to me look more like a team that's could end up with the number one overall pick than a team that can contend for the Super Bowl right now.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't I I'd take the Colts out of that. I don't think he's going to
1: go there. Yeah. Um all right, other big news. Did we talk about Matthew Stafford's big contract? I don't think we did. It signed it uh, he signed it yesterday. Matthew Stafford, highest paid uh, quarterback in all of highest paid player in all of football. Signed a 135 million dollar contract that gives him 27 million per year with 92 million guaranteed and everybody freaked out because you don't pay quarterbacks in the NFL, Pete, as everyone knows.
0: Well, you do because if you don't, you're dead. You know? What I mean? <coughs> Excuse me. It's clearly the right decision, and, and people will look and say, "Well, he's higher paid than Tom Brady or Aaron." Rowe. Well, he's the next one. That's what you become—that guy when you're the next one. So, you know, people kill him for his one-loss record against 500 teams. They kill him for not winning a playoff game. But the bottom line—and I wrote a column about it—you can find it on CBSSports.com—is the two best things for a quarterback are having a running game and a great defense. He's had neither. I mean, the best year he had, the best defense was when he, in 2000, was it 11, when they went, won 11 games, and he had... Uh, Averill, they,
1: Sue, and... Um,
0: they were third in the league in defense. I mean, yeah. since that and then they won games. Um, so, yeah, he's he's a much better quarterback that people give him credit for. He's a gunslinger. People like to pick apart gunslingers, because he has a lot of interceptable passes, as they like to say. <laughs> um, but, look, he's a hell of a quarterback. That's the right decision.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is your other option is you don't pay him that money. Excuse me. And then he leaves and you are stuck with Brian Hoyer. I mean, that, it's just not an, it's not an option. You have to, like, if you have a, if you have a top and Matthew Stafford's probably a top 12 quarterback, right? I mean, like, he's, I mean, you know, you, in terms of, especially if you talk about long term, I mean, you know, look, he's not better than Breeze, Brady, I mean, not better than Breeze, Brady you know, or Rivers, I don't think, or Roethlisberger. But, I mean, those guys are all in their mid-30s. Matthew Ryan's 29. He's a guy that, you know, you're going to have on the roster for the next five years. He's probably going to get another contract from the Lions. He gives you, if you can build around him successfully, the opportunity to make the playoffs and to make a deep run. Now, Michael David Smith at, at Pro Football Talk, a buddy of mine, he put, he's a Lions fan, and he, he thinks that the move should have been to try and see if you could get like you call the Jets or call the Browns or call, I don't know, I mean, some, the Bills, somebody and say, I will give you two, give us two first round picks and we'll give you Stafford. What do you think about that?
0: Why? So you go back into the draft speculating on another quarterback next year who might come close to being as good as Stafford? That's stupidity. You have Stafford. You keep him. By the way, Stafford is third in touchdown passes in the last, or no, wait, what is he? Uh, he's th- third in yards in the last six years. And he's sixth in touchdown passes. And if you look at the list of guys in front of him, I mean, yards, it's Breeze and Matt Ryan. And, and then if it's touchdown passes, it's, uh, I think, Rivers, Breeze, Rodgers. I mean, it's the elite of the, it's the elite of the elite. So, no, you don't make that trade. That would be dumb.
1: And the other thing, too, is that Stafford last year, under the tutelage of Jim Bob Cooter, legit became an MVP candidate. I mean, like, he, he was, he was in that MVP discussion until he got hurt late in the season. And you look at the, the Lions, this is a team that drastically overachieved expectations and sort of their, their, their points scored and points against. They had nine wins. And Matthew Stafford had eight comebacks and eight fourth quarter, eight fourth quarter comebacks and eight game winning drives. I mean, the Lions without Stafford, if you, if you bump them down, not even to replacement level, but bump them down to backup level quarterbacking, they're a three win team. Here's their
0: defensive in points in the time he's been there. 32nd, 19th, 23rd, 27th, 15th, 3rd, 23rd, and 13th. So it was 3rd was in 2014. I was wrong about that. They went 11 and 5. Then in, here's the running game, Will. Ready? 24th, 23rd, 29th, 23rd, 17th, 28th, 32nd, and 30th last year. That's disgusting. He gets no help whatsoever. He's not the problem on the team. He's carrying the team. That's what, what he's done in the last six seasons.
1: No, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. And you look at the running backs that they've given him. You know, they did a nice job actually putting an offensive line in front of him, but you know, they got unlucky, of course, with Taylor Decker's injury this year. So now they're depending on Greg Robinson. Um, the running backs that he's had, like, who's he had that's a legit running back, a legit feature back outside of I mean, a Joik Bell? You know what I mean? Like Amir Abdullah hadn't panned out. I mean, they just don't have, they have these passing backs, and it works fine in that short passing game, but they don't, I mean, they don't have anybody to, to offset it. Like if you put Matthew Stafford on the Seattle Seahawks, what would his record be on an average yearly basis?
0: The same as Russell Wilson's.
1: I mean, he, I mean, like, you would take Matthew Stafford over Russell Wilson, right?
0: They're, they're about in the same ballpark for me. I okay. mean, I probably, Russell's might be inside, you know, maybe he's a little bit better, I don't know, but not much.
1: But no-brainer, you take Russell, you take Matthew Stafford over Kirk Cousins or Joe Flacco. I would. Yeah, I would I, too. Yeah, no doubt. And that's the other thing about this, is that the Lions, by paying him now before the season starts, are avoiding a situation next year. They're, first of all, they're, they're not getting, they're not cousinings themselves. Because if they don't pay him this year, they have to franchise tag him. And then you end up in a situation that franchise tag is baked into this price, too. And then you end up in a situation where Kirk Cousins gets his deal next year. And all of a sudden, you have to pay Matthew Stafford more than what Kirk Cousins got paid, which is going to be more than what Derek Carr got paid. Or maybe Aaron Rodgers gets paid midseason, and you're going to have to pay Matthew Stafford more than you paid Aaron Rodgers. You pay him now, pay him more than what Derek Carr got, and move on before the market explodes again.
0: By the way, the cap has gone up. So the percentage of the quarterback deals is almost, you know, it's still in the ballpark in the 20s or whatever. It's not that people see these numbers and they go nuts, but the percentage is still about the same. And if you don't have one, you're dead. I don't care what you have around, everybody else. You go, oh no, we're gonna we're not gonna pay the quarterback because we're gonna build around the other position. No, you're not. Your team stinks if you don't have a quarterback.
1: Yeah, I mean the downside of it is if you don't have a top five quarterback <laughs> and you have to pay the guy top five money, it's going to make it a little bit more difficult to build around him, but you have to have a quarterback, Matthew Stafford, a former number one overall pick, you you build around Stafford. Stafford was one, right? He was one in 09. Yes, yes. Was it 09? Yeah, it was 09. Yeah. Yeah. That was a terrible draft, by the way. Really, the whole draft, I mean, Stafford is almost like emerged as a guy who was a good part of that draft. It's kind of surprising. All right, Ezekiel Elliott still underway in the hearing. We talked about this on the Monday podcast. It's going on for 48 hours. Are you still buying that Zeke Elliott – I got a draft tonight, and I want to take Zeke in the second round. Are you still buying that Zeke will be cleared to play week one?
0: I took him in the second round of our FFT draft. You did? I, I did, and I, I don't know if he's going to play week one. I think he's going to agree to a, a, a reduced suspension. That's what I think ultimately is going to happen. Exactly. I think Harold Henderson, who reduced Greg Hardy's suspension from, what, 10 to 4, was I it? I
1: Greg Hardy was 10 to 6. Was it 10 to 4?
0: I, maybe it was 10. To, whatever it was, it was 10 down. I think this one's going to get reduced to two. You think and think down to two? Yeah, I do. Wow. And yeah, in the Greg
1: he was reduced to four games. Why I think it was six.
0: And then in the end, he's going to take it instead of fighting it. Because if he fights it and he tries to get the court injunction, there's always a chance that that case could be heard late in the season. Say he plays... And the Cowboys are on a run, and they're going to make a playoff push. And then he, at late November, they say, okay, we're going to hear it, make a decision on it. you got to serve your suspension for six for six games. And all of a sudden, he's out for the postseason in, in December. That's not a good thing for the Cowboys. So I think if they can work out a reduced settlement, which I think it will ultimately happen, I think it gets reduced to two. And, again, i said this time and time again, even on this podcast. If he did what allegedly he did, that should be a year-long suspension. Yeah. If he didn't do it, it shouldn't be anything.
1: I think I think if you're Elliot and you can get two, three, or four games right now and and sign off on it and move on, then you do it because here's the problem with the court situation. If you go to court and you sue the NFL, even it's, first of all, I think if you try to go get the injunction, that they're going to say, look, I mean the previous case law, like look what eventually Brady, you know Brady got the injunction, but the case law says that you can let Goodell do whatever he wants. There's nothing that benefits you like, like there's if you if this goes through the if you go through the process and you get here have this case heard, we're eventually going to say, Goodell has the power, there's no reason for you to fight this suspension. It's just a matter of how long you want to let this drag out. So if Henderson and the NFL can figure out a way to get him a two, three or four game reduced suspension, then you Zeke Elliott. you take that and move on because it's basically a settlement, and you're right. There is a chance that the court would hear it later in the year. Or would hear it? I mean, there's a chance you'd hear it in November, in December, a rule on it, in December, and then all of a sudden you're out for playoff games. It'd be an all, it'd be a huge nightmare because you, you remember, you know, Doug Martin suspended last year, misses the last game of 2016, now suspended three games for 2017. You do not want that if you're the Cowboys and Zeke. So I think you would take the four games and run, and anything less is gravy. I would expect that he goes down to four games like he did with Greg Hardy, he being Harold Henderson. Um, but who knows.
0: You know, here's the other thing you got to take into account here, though, Will. How about your reputation? Sure. I mean, if he, if he, even if, let's just say for the sake of argument, he didn't do it, and we don't know. Nobody knows for sure. The NFL clearly thinks he did. But if he didn't do it, you, and you say, okay, I'll take the two game suspension anyways, then all of a sudden you're yeah. looking at it and you go, you know what? Then everybody out there says he did it. Yeah. So, so you got to be, you got to be, take that into account as well if you're, if you're Ezekiel. Elliott. And then there's also the endorsement side of it. If you take it, if you agree to a two game suspension, then you kind of agree that you did something, and now the endorsement deals and all that might go out the window. So if he didn't do it, you know maybe he fights because it's not just about football; it's about your reputation and your name as well. If he did do it, like I've said all along, he should be banished for a year.
1: And, well, and the other thing too about the the reputation that's interesting is that's the argument if you're trying to get the injunction. Is you say, look, if I take this suspension two, three, or four games or six, then you can go to the court and say. My client will be, you know, irreparably harmed, you know, harmed in per- perpetuity. I can't pronounce it the other uh, You know, irre- irre- irreparably harmed is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, are uh, you, you going to get that out yet? You still no, haven't got I can't get it out. It's unbelievable. Irreparably. Um, yeah, there you go. Harmed. And you go to the court. I'm glad I didn't do that on like a live video. Um, you know, you do that. You go to the court you say, my reputation is dinged permanently. If I if I take this, I need you to give me an injunction so I can prove that I didn't do this, and that's your argument for trying to fight it for a long time. Um, Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I I remain a little bit skeptical about it happening. Excuse me. The Jets are apparently shopping Matt Forte. Do you think that means Pete that just like Joe Hayden, he'll be a big cut? Yes, of course. Who's going to trade
0: for him? He's 120 years old. He's a running back. They're not going to. Nobody's going to trade for him.
1: No, but, I mean, do you think that he's going to be released? Yes, I do. Oh, really?
0: Dad, who's going to trade for him?
1: Oh, well, nobody, but, I mean, I don't, I mean.
0: If, you, if they're putting out T.J. Ward's names out there, Matt Forte's names out there, what do they all have in common? They're older and slowing, and they make a lot of doughing. You know what I mean? They got it going. I mean, that's the bottom line. Think, that,
1: they, it, all right, so, yeah. T.J., so T.J. Ward cut by the Broncos at some point?
0: Maybe. They got some young safeties they like. Justin Simmons is a the kid they drafted. They like him. I mean, yeah. Look, when you get old and you and you can't do the same things you did, then you're gonna get out of there. Now there will be guys on that uh, on that secondary that won't like that too much because they're all buddies with him. But but that's the reality of the NFL.
1: Brock Osweiler cut or on the Browns roster?
0: What's the point of cutting him if you're already? on the hook for him. You know what or I mean? You
1: you're, have Kevin Hogan and Cody Kessler.
0: Are you paying him $16 million a year? Either, either way. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So is he better than Kevin Hogan?
1: Um, maybe, probably, definitely. I don't know.
0: I don't, I think it's a torment to keep the kid it's for him. If he's going to sit there behind those guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying
1: cut him and let him go somewhere else. And
0: where, and who's going to pick him up?
1: Uh, The Jaguars.
0: No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> It's all I need is another one.
1: All right. Uh, and then now a report, too, by the way, on Joe Hayden. Steelers emerging as a possible contender. I saw that. And uh, he likes. What, what did you think about that, that landing spot?
0: The only thing is the Steelers usually don't put a premium on the corner position either. Right? I mean, they don't exactly go out and spend money on that position. Yeah, so. but, I
1: mean, you, but it's not going to cost much if he goes to a contender. And, yeah. and the Steelers play the Browns in week one.
0: I I would be surprised if that, maybe, I don't know, maybe they need, they need corner help.
1: I mean, they, well, they definitely need corner help. I mean,
0: they always needed corner help. Even when they were good, they needed corner help, except for when Woodson was there.
1: All right. Just saying, look, it's a team, it's a luxury move for a team that is very close to contending in the AFC. And you go out there and you get a, you get a corner like Joe Hayden and maybe helps your defense play better. Uh, more veterans on the on the cap. Chris Johnson, running back, Cardinals. They are gone.
0: Well, I think it's a decision between him and Ellington. And if the kid had the rookie had, from uh, T.J. Logan had got hurt, then the, one of them, maybe both of them, would have been gone. But they got to keep the, third, the fifth run fourth running back, maybe for special teams. So I, and those two don't play special teams. So it might come down to Ellington against Chris Johnson. And Chris Johnson last week was awful against the Falcons. He fumbled and dropped the pair. He just looked bad. So me, uh, I think if I had to keep one of them right now, it would be Ellington and Chris Johnson could, would probably be the guy to go. So he's he's clearly a, a possibility for the Cardinals.
1: I'm looking through this list. This is Joel Corey did a uh, Brock Osweiler and seven more vets in danger of being cut. Stephon Anthony, Stephon Anthony with the Saints. Had,
0: yeah, he's not starting. He's yeah. not starting. You think they cut him? Maybe. If you're not starting, you're departing. You know how that goes. <laughs>
1: Uh, they don't save anything on the salary cap if they cut him in 2017. Dead money, two point one million dollars, nine hundred seventy thousand next year in dead money. So it's I mean, but that's a former high pick. That's a that's an awkward move. How about Lamar Houston with the Bears? Yeah, but they went out and got those line. You
0: know, they went out and acquired the linebackers this year. So they got Mante Teo and they got um what's his name from Carolina, did, um. Aj Fine. Cro- Klein. Klein. So. You know, so they're fine at linebacker. what yeah, you say? I mean,
1: like, it still doesn't, it doesn't cover up the fact that you made an egg of a pick when you did that. Oh yeah.
0: Well, that goes, they all make eggs of picks. Everybody does. Now, what was
1: Seems the, like the Saints make a, make a few more than, than usual. Take um, a look. Take a look at their GM. You'll know why. Um, well, he's too busy, he's too busy working on the Pelicans. Right. Of course. All right. We'll take a quick break and talk about ZipRecruiter, Pete. ZipRecruiter.com slash passing is where you can get a free look at the best way to skip those all those different job sites. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to a 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. If we want to find somebody to replace Nick Costos because he can't show up, we go to ZipRecruiter, plug and play, we'll find a new host, no problem at all. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. Facts. Those are facts, Pete. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter's been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, pick six listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. I said free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash passer. That's ZipRecruiter dot com slash passer. One more time. Try it for free. Go to zippercooter dot com slash passer. So the other thing about a fantasy draft. We're doing this fantasy draft yesterday and I've got the 12th pick and I land Michael Thomas and Jay Ajayi. I want to know what you think the chances are that Michael Tom- that either one of those guys can lead the league in receiving or rushing. Thomas first. No. There's got to be some chance. Um,
0: Twenty percent.
1: <laughs> That's pretty high. Yeah. What are the chances he can be the highest scoring wide receiver in fantasy this year? No. Probably, you know.
0: Julio will be.
1: You think so? Why?
0: he's gonna throw to him all the time. He wasn't healthy last year and he caught a ton of basses.
1: Okay. So you would take Julio as the, as your top wide receiver? Correct. Okay. What do you okay who would you pick between Mike Evans? And AJ Green. AJ Green. How come?
0: Because D- D- uh, Deshaun Jackson complains when he doesn't get passes thrown to him, so so he's going to make a. Uh, Winston's going to make a real effort to get in the ball. You saw that in the practice last night on Hard Knocks. I'll get yeah. you the. I'll get you the ball. That's who D- Deshaun Jackson is. He complains when he doesn't get it.
1: Well, and the other thing too with Green is that last year he was a mo- like he was a monster because he was the only guy there. But they, you know, if Tyler Eifert's back, and you add John Ross, and you have Tyler Boyd there too, and then you got these pass catching backs. They're going to help take away defenses. But John Ross isn't necessarily going to get the same amount of targets that like a Deshaun Jackson would.
0: Right, and and he and he probably he's not a, he's a rookie, so he won't complain about it either. Like Deshaun. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I think Deshaun Jackson is going to add some real uh, oomph to that offense it's and make hopeful. the
1: team better. But my, it's going to ding Mike right. Evans' stats
0: right. at the end. Right, right, right.
1: All right, so what about Jay Ajayi? What are the chances that Ajayi leads the league in rushing and/or is the number one running back in fantasy? Ten percent. Lower than Thomas, huh?
0: Yeah, I didn't like your picks in right there. You you went a little, little uh, speculative. Yeah, you went speculative on him.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at if you look at what I had to deal with, I mean, like in my defense, it wasn't twelve is was a terrible spot to be in. Who would you have taken at twelve, Zeke Elliott?
0: Yes, I would have. Really? Yeah. You know what? If, by the way, if his suspension does get reduced to two games, or he doesn't serve him, my backfield might carry me to the title just on its own. Would you this saw, be
1: your first? Would this be your first fantasy football title?
0: No, I was,
1: used to be when you I have actually saw McCoy and Zeke Elliott. That is strong.
0: When I used to pay attention to fantasy football, like way back in the day when we had a league, we we used to have a big CBS league. Well, you know, we we went to New York and had a draft. I won it. I was good at it. And the next year, I was cruising to the title again, and three of my backs got hurt on the same weekend. Really? Yeah, and then Jim Nance won the title and he wanted me to send the trophy, but I didn't send it to him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so I took Michael Thomas at twelve. He eventually,
0: eventually got it, but he wanted to put it on the air. And I, I Did didn't put it on the air? No, because I didn't send it to him at time.
1: Um what do you think Des Bryant's gonna do this year?
0: It depends if Elliot's there the whole year or not. Right? What do you mean? I mean, well, I mean, there's a greater rapport with, with Prescott and, and Bryant now. But if Elliot's going to get a ton of a ton more carries than the guy who's going to be behind them, they'll run the ball better with Elliott. Then, then I don't think he's going to get as many catches as he would if Elliott's not there. If Elliott's not there, I think Bryant's going to put up big numbers.
1: Would you rather have Dez Bryant, Brandon Cooks, or Doug Baldwin? Not as a not as a receiver, as like as a statistical producer. Because Dez is the obvious answer there in terms of the receiver. Right? Yeah.
0: Doug Baldwin. Really? He puts up amazing numbers in it for fantasy.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, he's good because he's, and the, the thing about the Seahawks is they've moved away from the, the rush heavy stuff. And now you have Baldwin as the primary target. I have a feeling that Jimmy Graham could be in for a big year. Am I crazy?
0: No. He's healthy again and he's removed. He's another year removed from being hurt. So no, not at all. I, I, my team in that league, I, I got the quarterback. I got the, the who's guaranteed to put up 5,000 yards, right? Breeze. Mm-hmm. He puts up 5,000 yards every year. I have, two running backs, my receivers are a little suspect.
1: Chris Hogan and Tyree Kill. Yes, I would say so. But You got Tyree, Brandon Marshall on the bench.
0: But Tyree Hill will be the number one receiver in Kansas City.
1: Yes. Well, right? behind Travis Kelsey.
0: But he's going to be the number one outside receiver. Yes. And they're going to get the ball in reverses and stuff. He's going to get a lot of action. And Hogan, with the injury to uh, Edelman, is going to get a lot of action. So they're not... Those aren't that bad of picks.
1: Do you think Hogan's the primary beneficiary of the of the... Injury to Edelman.
0: Well, he was going to get his anyway. It was going to be. It would have been the two. It would have been Edelman, Cooks, and Hogan. Now it's going to be Amendola, Cooks, and Hogan. So
1: how how big? What what's the ceiling on Brandon Cooks' season this year?
0: Six seventy-five catches and thirteen hundred or fourteen hundred, thirteen hundred yards and. Eight, nine touchdowns. They spread the ball around. Yeah. That's the problem. Everybody keeps talking about him, but they spread the ball around. It's not going to be Randy Moss like.
1: Right, right, right. So, like, you wouldn't take Cooks over Dez.
0: I wouldn't take Cooks over Julio. I wouldn't take Cooks over Brown. I wouldn't take Cooks wow. over AJ Green. I would take him over Mike Evans. I wouldn't take him over. There's a lot of guys I wouldn't Cooks take.
1: Cooks or over. Mike Thomas?
0: I'd probably take Mike Thomas in that situation because they're going to feed him. They need to. They don't have a lot. I mean, I think Sneed's going to catch a lot of passes this year.
1: Cooks or T.Y. Hilton?
0: Is Andrew Luck on the field?
1: (laughs) That's exactly right. Is Andrew Luck on the field?
0: He's not on the field. I'm not taking T.Y. Hilton ever.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't touch. uh, I wouldn't touch him either. Cooks or DeAndre Hopkins? Cooks. Cooks or Alshon Jeffrey?
0: Cooks. Okay.
1: What do you think? I think Alshon could have big numbers too. Uh, No.
0: Uh. Like what's big numbers? Sixty-five catches?
1: Yeah, sixty-five catches. Thousand yards.
0: Ah, yeah. oh, he could do that. That's not big numbers anymore.
1: Okay. Alright, what do you think about Devontae Parker and the situation with him and Jarvis Landry in Miami? Like, we mentioned, I mean, I think, I think Ajay is gonna have a really good year. He runs hard. I, like, long term, is he gonna be healthy for the, because remember coming out of Boise, the whole issue with his, was his knees and how long he could run. Well, they got a great year out of him the first year. They can probably get a good year out of him this year. What do you think happens with Landry and Parker in terms of how Cutler distributes in that Gase offense?
0: I think he's Parker's going to get a lot of deep balls. Look, Parker's the number one. He's the one with the number one talent. Landry might be a better player right now, but but Parker's the better better talent, and he he started showing that last year. He had a hamstring injury, and he wouldn't um he wouldn't let it go. I mean, they kept trying to get him go go go, but he wouldn't let it go. And finally, got comfortable and he started to let it go. And when he did, you saw he started to play well at the end of the year. So I think Parker's going to be the better of the two receivers this year.
1: All right. Uh, what else do we have? Anything else in the news? I don't think so. We have a short podcast today.
0: Right, what, one other thing I want to get into. Uh, we, yeah. you know, in, traditionally in week four preseason games have yes. seen a lot of, a lot of, uh, nobody's play. But you're hearing some rumblings. I don't know if it's going to happen, but you're hearing some rumblings that, that some veterans are going to play, which I don't mind. Right. Because I think if you take, you know, 10 days off, if of you're a young veteran team, that doesn't make any sense.
1: So how many veterans do you think will end up playing in the Thursday, the preseason stuff? For
0: example, if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm putting Blake Bortles in the offense out there for two series. They, they used to do that back in the day. You play in the week four preseason game. You play a, a series or two and get them out of there. It's football. They need to play. Uh Here's the other thing you're going to know from from uh the week four preseason. You're going to see a lot of guys faking injuries that aren't going to make the roster. You think they, so? Oh, without doubt. You watch the, you watch these games closely, Will. Here's, and I've talked to, I've already talked to agents about it. I talked to some teams about it. You're going to fake injury. You know, you're not making the team, right? You're, you're one of the, you're player number 85. You would have been cut a long time ago, but now you're in the game. You know, you're not making the team. If you Jake an injury, right? And you say, I got a bad groin pull and they say, okay, well, we'll give you an injury settlement for, for, uh, two weeks and you say, no, it's eight weeks. Then you'll meet in the middle for five weeks, and that guy gets five game checks. And people, and agents have already – I've heard from agents that have agreed with me 100%. I've heard from teams that are readying for it. You're going to see a lot of guys faking injuries this weekend.
1: Faking injuries to get paid? Yeah. That's not a bad idea, actually. Would, well, if you, would you fake an injury to get paid?
0: If I knew – here's why. If I knew I was 87th and I was never going to get another opportunity to do it again, and I know in my heart that this isn't working out for me, you're yeah, damn right I would. <laughs> If you knew that you might get another, if like you're 57 or 59 yeah. or whatever, and you know you're not going to go in a practice squad, you might get a chance again, then maybe not. So, but here's the problem with that. Everybody in the back of their head always thinks that they're going to get another shot. So, and they're good enough, but you'll see you keep a close eye late in these preseason games. Unknown guys are going to go down with these injuries because their ages told them to.
1: All right. There you have it, Pete. That's the uh, pick six podcast for Wednesday. Short version. We'll be back on Friday. Uh, Nick Costas. Uh, you won't be here. I think no. we'll talk to Dave Richard on Friday, maybe.
0: Yeah, get some fantasy in- information off yeah, of him.
1: we get some fantasy information. Hey, and, my- uh, Chat with Dave. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the iTunes. Thanks to Zipper Crew for sponsoring. We'll talk to you all Friday.